0: To another keel Hauled podcast i'm your host captain logan and we've got a lot of sea of thieves news to cover today so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast ahoy there pirates i hope you had yourselves a good weekend a good weekend i know i did this week has been the community day event we've got the gold hoarders we're going to be talking about the news that came out this week uh in part There was a lot of information, a roadmap that was discovered uh, with the dev team coming out and talking about 2022 in the preview. And as much as I would love to dive into that, the biggest news uh, in in two parts is one that we will probably talk about next weekend. I've got a special guest that I'm working to schedule there. Uh, And then the other one was Arena. We got some news that talks about the fact that Arena is getting deleted. Finally. I know I'm a little shocked myself, but you would not believe the amount of uh, discussion and frustration And emotions that were going around on the internet this week as we found out that Arena is going to be removed from Sea of Thieves. So this week we're going to be talking with the gold hoarders. Uh, we have some new faces, uh, some folks that didn't make it, uh, that are that are the regulars. We had a really good discussion about it. It's a nice chat about uh what can be done, how we feel about it, the the overall sentiment from arena, and how that's going. Uh, so that's that's the majority of this episode next week, I'm hoping that with the guests that I'm lining up, we will go, we're, we're going to be able to talk about the announcements that came in, uh, as well as some of the things that were going on with this, uh, community day event, because the, the community day event of unfortunately didn't go as smoothly as planned. Uh, there were a lot of issues with, with servers, matchmaking, uh, being able to hear each other with voice comms, things like that. A lot of, a lot of stress and a lot of issues going on, but uh, overall the, the test of the system itself worked out. Well, the promotion went on. Well, a lot of people were able to, uh, uh, get hats, the glorious hat, the hat that is given to those who are, are, uh, prominent members of the community were able to get hats this weekend. I was able to get a hat this weekend. You guys nominated me and I was able to get it. My, my hat, my glorious hat. It looks amazing. I'm really happy that I have it. So thank you to everyone who nominated me for that. And thank you to the, the team at rare for, uh, bestowing it upon me. It was really, really, really great to have. Um, so, but aside from that, a lot of folks were really, really bummed out that they didn't get to sail on Sunday. Uh, it was a, it was a shame that the, that the servers were having issues. I think that they're going to work really hard to try and make sure that the next time we do a community event, that this isn't nearly as hard of a, of a, of an issue for people to work on that, that people will be able to, uh, play the game, get in, log in with friends and have a good time. Hopefully that's the the case. Hopefully they are able to take the analytics from this, uh, spend a couple months working on how to how to uh, prepare for it for the next community event because this is going to be an ongoing thing we found out thanks to the roadmap and i'll I'll dive into that more next week but but As we get into this week, um, it was really great to uh, see the community come out in full force, even with the issues that we were having with strawberry beards. People were making fun of it, uh, coming up with fun cosmetics for it, shanties, uh, you know, Order of Souls for captains called Captain's Strawberry Beard, uh, all kinds of of really ingenious things. I got to do a bit of streaming and put together some pirate Lego stuff for for folks and uh, just have a good time in general. But uh, the conversation you're going to be listening to now that is with the gold hoarders we had a really good conversation it was really cool to get to talk to them and to to get their feelings on stuff uh there are a couple things that i bleeped out just for the sake of trying to keep it kid friendly um things that just slipped because man tell you emotions were running pretty strong and you'll kind of hear my thoughts on it and my feelings on it you know I, i i've joked a lot about arena in the past uh but uh, you'll kind of get a better gauge on on why i feel the way i i do and why uh things have been going but Um, Before I get into the episode for that, uh, let's talk uh, a a little bit about achievements after I give some love to the patrons. Well, it would not be an episode if it wasn't for the patrons. They are the ones heading over to Patreon.com forward slash Keelhauled Podcast to show their support in supporting me with this uh, episode. So thank you to El Cute, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazia the Rogue, King Flameheart, Lumpy SRQ, Och Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Russ Bell Kid, Savage Hamster, Norwegian, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Canes, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Brian D, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Deadeye Dre, Fergatron, Murphy Lives, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Roosky-Doo, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Thor, Von Blitz, Windsor, Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all to the 41 of you who are supporting me. Thank you so much for uh, the the work that you do, the, the love that you give me, and it really does help out. Uh, the funds are now going to be funneled into the Sea of Thieves Fest. Uh, I'm going to be trying to get over to England this summer, if that works out, and I can get my passport and all good jazz uh this will help get me over there so if you're going to be over in england uh then i will hopefully get a chance to actually go visit you i'm going to see if i can actually take like a whole week off um and and my wife will probably be staying home so i will probably be uh she'll be taking care of the kitties. i will be traveling abroad we'll see how that goes <laughs> hopefully things are are safe enough to to do that in the future but uh that is what i'm I'm planning on doing with the the podcast funding stuff for now. Uh, I'm working on adding some new colors to some of the uh, merchandise that's over on uh, spring.com, I think is what the the website is. Um, And I think that's it for now. But thank you so much to those that are supporting i get your messages all the time and it means the world to me uh i love chatting with you through patreon i have a lot of messages with a, a lot of folks as we kind of work out the the names and how to pronounce them and stuff uh to make sure that you guys are are getting you know getting your name said right so hopefully i said your name's right uh i'm pretty sure i, I got it uh i think uriel canes was the the one that i was uh, potentially messing up on uh and of course ocarian darth um or orcary and darth uh, or I, I really wish I had like a, a good I could hear it if I could hear it then I would I would feel better about it uh, but I know I can't you can't leave me a voice message so we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll figure that out but anyway let's get into the episode So I brought this up uh, a little bit when we were talking about the intro, and I wanted to touch on this because there's a bit of a question behind what happens when Arena gets deleted to all of the achievements that are available for it. There's a a handful of those that you can earn, and you'll have some time to be able to earn those, but uh, during that time after which you will not be able to earn those specific achievements so the question comes in is what happens to those Sea dog achievements once arena is gone how do you deal with that so thanks to uh one of my friends Kylie, she she did some digging because she was familiar with this based on how much achievement hunting that she does and she found some information thanks to uh the microsoft docs on uh, their website that talk a little bit about uh, achievements names and descriptions uh things that you must understand when it comes to making achievements for games. Um, So these are just some of the things that you you should know about um, when you're going into this. So things like a single achievement cannot exceed 200 gamer score for all and all achievements in the title must be achievable. Titles that offer Xbox Live achievements must provide the required number of achievements and their associated gamer score at launch. Titles are permitted to, and by titles they mean games, are permitted to add achievements or gamer score at any time after launch with or without Corresponding new content, but they cannot exceed title-based or calendar-based limits. So there's there's certain uh, limits that they can add. So if they if they add one thousand gamer score at launch, uh, additional ones cannot exceed uh, more than a thousand afterwards, um, and they can only go up to five thousand. So for example, Sea of Thieves is over three thousand gamer score right now, so they're getting close to that to that end before they can add more achievements. So what happens uh, when you are, are looking at a title that changes uh, those those requirements? So here it says in this section, uh, titles must provide a way for all uner- users uh, to earn all achievements defined by the base title without being required to purchase additional in-title content. So when a game uh, comes out, you should be able to earn all of the base achievements for that without having to purchase anything extra. Uh, games must not allow gamers to earn achievements by simply making purchases for titles that have any achievement that unlocks based on a real money purchase. The achievement must be must also be unlockable through in title uh, or or in-game activities or in-game currency that was earned through in-game activities uh let's see achievements must not be shared across titles When a single title uh, or when a single game is supported across different platforms by using the same game id a title must share the same set of achievements and can at their description have platform specific achievements some of the things that that uh, would pertain to the removal of arena is the modifying active achievement which is the uh, xr060 note in this policy that says After an achievement has been published to gamers, it cannot be removed, nor can its unlocked rules or rewards be changed. Achievement, text, string, uh, the name and description, or the icons and backgrounds can be modified. So basically what's going to happen here, something that happened in Destiny when they removed a lot of the game content, uh, specifically Leviathan Raid was removed and co- uh, uh, achievements that were tied to that were adjusted so that Uh, Instead of having to complete Leviathan, then you had to work on some Grandmaster Strikes. And for those of you that don't play Destiny, basically what that means is any of the commendations that are tied to Arena will most likely not be removed, but will be adjusted to reflect something different in the game, something that is still achievable, but through adventure. Uh, We won't know what those are until the the, uh, mode actually gets replaced because at that time they will probably have to uh, republish the uh, achievements that were tied to Arena as something different and we will find out what those are and those will become achievable. So if you're missing out on achievements uh, for uh, Arena right now, and you're worried about that gamer score there's a good chance that those achievements won't get removed unless rare uses a loophole that is uh tied to the fact that arena was added to the game after its launch um there are concessions that allow you to remove uh I- I- achievements if they are not considered the base game things like that i think are, are tough i think it would it would be better suited for them just to change the requirements of the arena Uh, achievements um, much in the same way that I completed the Leviathan raid when it was made available I earned those achievements but now if I go look through some of those achievements um, some of them are unlocked based on stuff that I did some of them aren't so they can't take that away from you but they can change the description of them uh, and the requirements for them they still need to be achieved but if you have them chances are you will still have them but they may change what they are actually uh for and it may not reflect arena after that so um, i'm glad we got a chance to to kind of dive into this uh we're going to dive into the actual episode where we talk about uh our, our feelings and arena uh hopefully you guys enjoy this episode of the the gold hoarders it was nice to get a chance to sit down and talk with them And I'm looking forward to diving into more of the announcements that came uh, in next week's episode. Welcome, everyone, to the community episode of the Gold Hoarders. We have some new faces in in here, some new voices, I guess, uh, would be a better way to do that. Uh, But we do have the the regs as well. Unfortunately, some of us weren't able to make it, whether they were just rusty uh, or they lost power. And uh, with that, we'll we'll kind of supplant them with some new some new voices that I'm happy to see uh, joining up and, and having some good conversation. We've got a lot to talk about actually this week. It's it's kind of crazy the amount of news. Uh, so we'll try to touch on the overall emotions for this, and then I'll probably do some deep dives uh, into the lore, the the predictions, things like that, in a, another episode coming up. So that way, um, I don't I don't monopolize anyone's time. Uh, I want to make sure I get everyone's feelings on what's going on because there were some big news, and uh, with that, we're we're going to be kind of breaking down a little bit about what happened. Just to kind of kick things off to set a basis, uh, we got a a re- preview for twenty twenty two from rare on thursday it was pretty surprising to actually see them put out a video and in, in not just a video but a roadmap and kind of a discussion based on everything that uh they have planned for 2022 i i was not expecting this uh at all so uh to kind of get things started let's break down who's with us today and then we'll kind of get some feelings overall on that so uh first off Hefe, i know you're uh i know you're occupied but welcome how are you doing
1: i'm doing will sir
0: awesome we've also got evil morpheus joining us a new voice but a longtime patron uh morpheus how you doing welcome
1: i'm doing good captain
0: logan awesome we've also got a new voice uh, mutinous max welcome and norwegian with us too
2: thank you happy to be here
0: excellent uh, Regis Stella joining us as always.
2: How are you? Hello, as always. Now this is my one year anniversary of being on this podcast.
0: I know, it's crazy. You were mentioning that earlier, that this was the uh, the first uh, anniversary of, of us doing the community episode, so really nice to to kind of see that kind of come full circle.
2: Yeah, what well, goes around comes around, I guess.
0: Very true. We also have TM Professor. Welcome back. Ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> Big Bad Pad joining us as well. Xbox Mike 29, how you doing? Good,
3: man. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome, Pat. Are you actually there? What happened? <laughs>
3: Pat'll come back. Probably, I'm sure. It, yeah, it's probably the app he's using. Having just said it worked.
0: Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So for those that don't know, he is uh, he is currently um, he is currently on his Xbox, I believe. Is that
3: correct? Yeah. Yeah, he's on using Quarrel on the yeah. Xbox. Yeah. So
0: we'll we'll see how that works out. Hopefully he'll he'll make it in. Uh, kind of breaking down a little bit about what's going on. Um, let's, let's dive into the, the biggest news, uh, which I think is really kind of on every, everyone's mind. Let's talk about arena, uh, being deleted. Um, this is something I've been asking for, for a long time. I'll be, I'll be diving a little bit more into this in the future, but, uh, we found out on Thursday that anyone who had hit rank five um, was able to get all of the cosmetics, the five different ship sets from arena uh, stuff that had been coveted for a long time by the community ones that we'd wanted to to have kind of you know for our own goods uh but for for everyone that hit rank five you get those for anyone that hit rank 50 you get the good boy sales uh in chipset which was is kind of a a way of uh promoting or or rewarding the dedicated groups uh out there that focused on arena or or bought their levels prior uh, so kind of a, a, a real mixed bag. In fact, this is something that actually really kind of hit hard with the community. Many people were upset because they were just I, I, I never I've never known the general number for people that were at 49 for arena until that day um was anyone surprised at this like let, let's get some general feelings uh let's start off with some of uh, some of the new folks uh, morpheus when you heard the news what was it what were you feeling when you hit that i
1: was generally disappointed and surprised because mm-hmm. of the fact that it there's achievements accommodations you name it things that they're going to take out of the game that you could no longer get it anymore, and that that makes me, you know, generally sad. But on the other hand, I know why they did it. Yeah, no,
4: I know why they did
0: it. Max, did you have any feelings about that? How are, how are you approaching Arena?
4: Yeah, I kind of saw it coming uh, from last year. They discontinued it, so it kind of saw it coming. But what my big question is: how is the lore going to tie into this? Because Arena has lore in the game.
0: That's true. We hadn't really thought about that. Uh, I imagine there's a lot of little things that tie into a lot of the pictures and stuff that are in Arena that uh, we we won't get to actually see um, until maybe they put those on the outside of the Sea Dog Tavern. It's a real, real good question, though kind of moving on though uh the norwegian when you heard the news was this something that impacted you how did you feel
2: well pretty sad to lose the achievements and just the general gameplay it always it's never a good thing when you lose stuff but at the end of the day if it's great that we can get more support for the main game i'm happy for it
0: true true um did anyone have any uh, i want to offer it up to the to the regulars anyone have any uh, big feelings that they wanted to share before we uh, jump a little bit more.
3: Yeah, I uh, I was gonna gonna say you said that the people who worked hard and got rewarded for hitting level fifty, um, but you missed out the people who decided to waste a whole well, not waste but <laughs> use a whole lot of the doubloons before they shut down, being able to buy multiple levels in one month and bought level fifty like I did. <laughs> Because I knew I was never going to get to level 50 on my own. So I just bought my way up to level 50. So I'll be uh, looking forward to my rewards.
0: Yeah, same here. I, I, did the, I, I didn't buy that many uh, levels. I bought enough to get to a certain point. But then I kind of stayed on top of those letters of recommendation uh, when yeah. they came out. Uh, Professor, I know you had some feelings on this. What were your thoughts?
5: <clears throat> As the only individual who has professed love for Arena, um, despite Logan... Um, anything you've said, um, I'm sad to see it go. I understand they made a business decision and, uh, based off of that, it, it, it wasn't a surprise, you know, after announcing they were going to discontinue it continually making the join button smaller and smaller on the screen. Um, and some other things I could see it coming a year off, um, For everyone who who didn't get in there and enjoy the awesomeness of arena, you can walk the plank. Um, us 2% got the rewards and the commendations and the ship sets. And I don't want to hear any whining anymore. Um, I do, um, feel a bit sorry for those that were almost there, um, who were in there trying, but, uh, we got what we deserved with only 2% of the community accessing it. And, uh, I'm, I'm a bit salty with all the whining that's been going on from people who um, claimed that this hurts but had never actually been in arena um, to, to earn anything. So, um, thinking about the lore, um, I hope maybe this will free up the characters to come in and be involved somewhere else in adventure. I did, uh, I think Caleb did mention something about maybe opening up the tavern so people can go in. And uh, walk around in the tavern. Let the tavern be a silent memorial to all of us uh, salty sea dogs. But I do not, unlike uh, many arguments that uh, I've had with uh, Chenzo, want to see Arena crammed into the adventure side. It's dead. It's gone. Um, let it be dead. Let's shoot Old Yeller and uh, be done with it.
0: Old Yeller was a good boy. Um, <laughs> I, I I do want to... You guys bring up some really good some really good key points that i want to to jump into um you you mentioned two percent so there there was a post that came out from joe neat uh talking about arena and saying goodbye um, many people may be wondering kind of why this is actually happening. Uh, and, and thanks to to um, Mike, was it you that was saying it in Tavern uh, talk or was it Chenzo? Uh, I think it might've been Chenzo who was talking in the discord about uh, how Sea Thieves had a separate team that was actually developing uh, arena when it, when it was originally done. Um, and, and because of that, it was you know easier to offload that that workload onto that separate team to actually focus on that uh the trouble with it is is when that team moved on they they stopped actually working on that thing all of that responsibility fell onto the original team that was in this constant uh workload of building out adventure working on adventure so when you run into a situation where the group that is already working on content they already have. Have their their workflow uh and they're trying to get content out for adventure and you offload all of the arena designs and stuff like that onto that team that makes it exceptionally difficult for that team to continue putting out the quality that they are with uh sea of thieves in in general that's if you guys remember they they tried to do this with uh monthly content and it kept falling behind and behind and behind and you start to notice when uh, they say that they're going to stop developing for uh for arena it's probably due to the fact that the teams that are there don't have the bandwidth available to be able to continue focusing on arena. Uh, And at that point, when you have this separate mode uh, from adventure and you're trying to balance weapons, you're trying to balance stuff for that arena is going to get neglected because it just doesn't have that dedicated team anymore. So Joe put out the post uh, and said that 2% of the player base were the ones that had spent their time in arena on a consistent basis. Uh a lot of that really comes down to the NAL uh or the the uh um oh I just blanked on what was the other one sea a champions who were doing it. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Oh that's right. Okay. Evil Monkey was the one that mentioned the outside development team. Thanks pad I know you're listening. He he's having trouble uh having the app work so that he can actually speak with us. So I'll I'll try and relay any of his messages uh from the the chat but with the two percent grow or the two percent of the the teams working on that um a lot of outcry came from uh people both on on the discords on Reddit as well as Twitter many places where people were very upset that arena was getting uh deleted and at this point i got to say you, you know i'm i'm with you professor if if people if people were this passionate about arena then why wasn't arena more popular it seems like seems like that should have been yeah. a lot stronger of a of a drive you know where the activity is is where the team's going to focus development and if the team doesn't see the activity and they make the choice to discontinue development that right there should have been the indicator uh in in norwegian i think it was you or was it max that we're talking about how you kind of saw this coming
4: yeah i saw it that was it. max
0: okay that was me yeah so you 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 kind of saw the writing on the wall right
4: kind of like last year they discontinued it then the button like shrank and <laughs> They didn't like update uh, issues in the game, like the beacon of the chest didn't track. So it's like, yeah, they ne- neglected the entire game out. So I saw it coming yeah. basically. Yeah, it, to
5: me, probably the one of the biggest misses with that is you had a vehicle where you could get in and get out in twenty minutes and enjoy, Sea of these a little bit on your lunch break, and it's where I learned my shipmanship and my my combat skills. You could hone it. On a, on a very simple basis and a repeat um, that you don't really have within the game. You've invested so much time in supplying a ship, finding other ships to fight. Um, Arena gave you a place to just focus on practicing ship combat and hand-to-hand combat. And now you don't have that unless we start looking into private servers. And I think that's unfortunate.
0: Professor, I wanna pose the question to you um now that arena is gone you said that you learned a lot of your skills in arena being able to to uh, focus on combat and stuff like that don't you think that uh there will be a a stronger equilibrium in adventure now uh now that that people that are really skilled are going to be forced to play arena and people that aren't skilled are going to either have to quote unquote get good or they're not going to have or they're going to figure out a way around it. Um, do you think that the, that the skill level coming from arena players coming to adventure now will force people to have to have to learn more about how to play better? Or do you think it's going to be an even larger gap between the skill base?
5: So here's what I think we'll see over the next few months. You're going to see a flood of, of toxicity um, come into the game for a period of time. Those toxic people will soon tire of adventure mode and trying to find ships to to do TDM, which is unfortunately what what Arena degenerated to. Um, And that's another group that I will welcome to see them go um, because they helped ruin Arena. Uh, Arena was supposed to be a balanced between ship and hand to hand, and the TDMers totally missed the idea of what Arena was supposed to be. Um, as far as overall balance, what I see missing is the ability to target getting better in shipmanship and, and hand-in-combat. Um, and I think that that gap will continue to get larger because there isn't an area to specifically focus on that. Um, so those of us that that honed our skills and cannonry and things like that um, will definitely have an advantage for a while. We saw it after the last update uh, on the Black Rose, the influx of new players um, firing cannons from two miles away and wondering why they weren't hitting us. And then when we would hit them, when we got closer, you immediately got claims of cheating, you know, hacking. And all that was was just skill. So I don't know that that's going to be the challenge is is how to practice that. you know be be good at what you're good at and not frustrate those coming in who are new um, who are flying an emissary flag and still can't understand why a reaper would want to chase them down to get the flag
0: yeah yeah it's uh definitely i I can definitely see where you're going with that and i I do agree on on most of the points uh before i I jump into anything deeper does anyone have any feelings on that or anyone want to jump in uh where, where do you think the players for uh or where do you think the skill is going to come from if if players are not able to continue in on uh, arena was that an area where anyone was anyone else kind of using arena as a way to kind of train up and, and get skills or was everything learned from uh from adventure
4: yeah i learned most of my skills at adventure but i perfected it in a way like became better at it in arena like arena was useful the you know you can't learn everything from arena like certain skills you need to get from adventure mm. i don't know specifics but it's not all arena where you get your skill from in my opinion like no you no you're combat, right you're right but
5: Max. you'll find mostly on uh adventure in my opinion but yeah. those arena skills translated don't you believe yeah, yeah. Well of, course they, of course they will, but it's not everything. And if everyone
4: is going to be that skilled because of Arena, is there going to be a whole different game,
5: I think?
0: Yeah, I, I think one of the troubles is that I don't know that the game's uh, accuracy level is strong enough to be able to sustain that high level of play.
5: But don't just focus on on the hand-to-hand. Think about ship battles and cannon uh, skills and, and being able to maneuver a ship to advantage your shots and and not accentuate the other ship's shots. You know, being able to tuck in behind a ship and things like that, and to practice those skills on a regular, intense basis.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah, well, agree miss, with
4: that. They
5: will miss that, but like if every arena player is going to move over to
4: adventure, they will eventually learn it, like on a slower pace, but they will learn it, because <laughs> they will get beaten, and they will get up, and start to sail again. They will I- just learn it from you guys.
0: I I do also think – actually, sorry, Norwegian, go ahead.
2: It didn't really feel like Arena was turning – it or excuse me, it wasn't staying that way, though, with the ship and the hand-to-hand combat. A lot of it would be ships would just pull up to the island, raise their sails, and jump on the island and start doing Team Deathmatch on the island. It just felt like there was no more ship combat going in there. It was just people jumping off and not neglecting that side of the the, uh, match.
5: When they stopped developing – I, I saw the increase of TDMers, and and that only sealed the deal in my mind for, for the end of Arena.
0: I, I still 100% believe that the move to having just one chest uh, was, was a big problem. Um, having the diversity in Arena was probably my favorite aspect of it because it encouraged gameplay that was more attuned to adventure than just what arena eventually became you know you take away the opportunity to win through multiple chests uh and having to having to learn how to chase down ships if if need be or how to learn how to uh uh, dig chests and hide those um being able to have people who are good at being able to find x marks spots versus uh everyone just having to focus on pvp um, that was that was an aspect that I think really, really was missed. Uh but um Morpheus, you're you're talking a lot in in chat here. I want to get your thoughts on the the actual audio here.
1: Yeah. So um I did most of my I've I did enough for Arena to get to fifty without a letter of recommendation and I made it a point early on to do that. And I'm kinda sad now that I have to grind out, try to grind out and some of those combinations and two two of the last achievements to get to that hundred hundred wins. I doubt I'll get it, but you know it is what it is if i get some stuff out of it i'm missing a few ship parts i'm missing a couple of weapons uh those you know the triumph and stuff um i won't be mad but it's uh yeah i made it a point to not buy any letter of recommendations because i felt i felt like i would be cheating myself in the long run if that if that makes sense yeah so Yep. Um, when those came out, I, I vowed to my players I played with to never, to never do that. And even though they did it, I didn't have any problem with it. But yeah, I just, I felt, I felt like I would be cheating myself on the game if I played this game as much as I do to, uh, to, to do that. Cause it's, yeah. you know, I, I have like 300 and. 70 plus days played in the game so it's
0: crazy yeah i I think the the letters of recommendation i think was always it was always another avenue for people um you still had to earn the doubloons to get those and when doubloons were only earned at the time through events you were trading uh the effort of of engaging with the event to be able to then earn the reputation that you had missed out on because you wanted to engage with the event. Uh, now that the balloons can just be earned, you know, willy nilly, it doesn't seem as, as, uh, as, as powerful or, or as much of an equal trade as it used to be when, when those came out. Um, I, I, still did those because I, I, when I saw what was changing with arena, uh, when they moved it away from the multi-chest strategy, uh, that was when I, I lost the passion for arena. That was when I stopped thinking like, okay, this is something I'll enjoy doing. Cause I, I would have been one of the ones that really would have been on the whole, like, I want to go dig map or dig X's. I want to uh, deal with people on, on the Island. I want to be able to hide those and, and be able to store those away. And having that strategy removed, um, was something that translated even better, I think to adventure than what arena eventually turned into, Uh, I want to read what Pad wrote because, again, he's listening in. He just can't speak, so I want to get his voice in here. So he wrote in uh, the chat, I understand why they should have just shut off the progression to get to level 50. They haven't been developing and updating Arena. And because of that, the updates in Adventure have created more bugs in Arena. If they allow further level progression in Arena, then they will have a huge influx of players trying to level up before Arena goes completely which would require development time and also increase support tickets raised, which all costs additional funding. And I think he brings up a really good point. Cutting things off now is, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the stories when you see like in the war and in movies and whatnot, when when they portray a situation where someone is hurt in war, and they don't have the the medical technology to be able to save a wound so they cut off that limb to try and uh you know save the rest of the body you know it's like getting a peg leg the reason you get the peg leg is because you can't deal with uh the the infection that will eventually set in especially with pirates on ships and stuff professor says the word triage is is exactly that it is making that critical call to cut out something that is going to eventually Cause a lot more issues than uh if it were to stay in you know you want to get it fixed and sometimes the, the quickest way to do that is to just cut out everything that is infected and uh it, it's it's a sad thing to think that arena got to that point um i kind of wish that the team still worked on arena back when arena was was still the multi chess thing i i remember i had a, a conversation with uh, jason cross who was the producer over at that team and we were DMing, dming and i was telling him you know these are these are some of the modes that i think would be really cool to see in in arena i would love it if you guys could expand the modes that are available so that if people want to play arena it's not just the same mode every single time but it's a little more varied uh, and eventually, just arena just kept getting scaled back and scaled back and scaled back to, to eventually to the point where the only thing that was worth doing was working on hand to hand combat. And that's when you started getting that team deathmatch mentality. Anyone have any uh, thoughts on that as, uh, as we kind of talk a little bit more about that? Professor, I know you're chatting in the chat. Why don't, why don't you jump in here?
5: I think you're right. Uh, the additional modes, just like you see in every other um, arena style game would have helped Um, when they they cut back on the team stopped even considering those types of developments I think is part of why you saw that you're right the growth of that disease that TDM disease um, stifled it and you're right taking it down to two chests I think Hefe and I might have even talked with you about that when it happened that they they were cutting out an entire area of strategy in arena when they did that and I just it's sad it was really sad to see. Just like old Yeller, watching him, uh, you know, get rabies and, and turn rabid. Um. <laughs>
0: oh, it's so sad. Yeah, um, here, here's the thing. I, I know, I, I, want to, I want to kind of get this on record, because um, I've joked for a long time about how I've wanted Arena deleted, um, and and a lot of it comes from my desire to have the teams that are working on Adventure being able to focus on adventure once they had discontinued arena development uh and and it always did feel like this thing that was constantly just kind of limping along trying to take development time away from the thing that was working well which was adventure but if you go back to even just like uh guardian con uh i think of 2019 and the story of uh, a father and daughter who were playing at the arena uh, event that was there and they almost won. They just missed out. And one of the teams that was there that did win, uh, they won those those gold Xbox one X, or Xbox one Xs, the gold plated ones. And they donated it to that father daughter team. And those yeah. moments were were amazing it was so cool to see stories like that happen you know see see gamers enjoy it and it's like he could have easily have taken that 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 xbox and you know had that that gold plated xbox but he donated it to the father daughter team who were just there to, to play the game and have fun and that's what arena was was so cool uh, uh for is having those moments and stuff and i know that sea champions and nal have done a great job Uh, really showcasing just how good pirates can be on the seas and stuff and and that doesn't get showcased nearly as as much as it was but i think with arena um not getting further development it was one of those uh one of those switches it was either on or off and if it was going to be off then i I wanted it to uh be reveal or i wanted kind of like a a, a, i'm trying to think of a good metaphor for but basically i was hoping that they would do something where they could bring it back in the future in a way that still kind of held true to the nature of what arena was for was those short sessions and i think we're getting stuff like that in the future uh that does help kind of engage with pvp um but to pose the question to everyone in chat uh, do you all feel like if we get private servers where custom servers are available you can you can set up the settings that you want for them give the tools available to the to the teams out there that want them do you think that uh things like like the NAL and SEA CH champions could persist they could live on in like private servers and stuff
3: i'm not sure that, that having custom servers is really going to is going to fill that gap cuz when you it, you basically, without a, some sort of matchmaking system, you've got to try and source the players yourself, haven't you? So, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a good idea and it might help. Certainly with those, you know, some of the championship, uh, you know, some of the, play, the people that do that on Twitch streams and things like that, I'm sure they won't have a problem. But for the average person that just wants to jump in and do some, do some, uh, You know, some like arena style gameplay. I'm not convinced that that will fill the gap personally.
0: I could definitely see that. Yeah. the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show you have a real good point about how uh more people that don't have a built-in community would have a hard time doing that i think in that case it would be up to the teams at rare the community teams to be able to showcase where to find those communities to help with the people that are going to be missing on arena um see one of the questions i think norwegian you brought up do they have the resources to do custom servers if they're moving if they're removing arenas that's a really good question um, i think they plan on doing that i think they plan on having custom servers because the custom servers can facilitate far more than just what arena offers uh for example uh dread pirate Doug uses uh custom servers to be able to do the uh, race of legends uh things like that there's community events that can get that can happen with custom servers so having a, a much more um a, a much more broad group of of tools with like a custom surfer affords the opportunity for more people to be able to do interesting things with it and would actually justify it better than if they were just to continue on with arena just being a single mode that only certain people can really utilize if that makes sense had you say uh depends on how customizable the private servers are and i i think they need to be fully customizable i think if they're going to do custom servers then they want to have you know a free camera for people to control so that they can get really good video of of the actual things to be able to showcase like large ship battles things like that i think they definitely want to build in the tools to be able to turn off all the events or only certain events certain enemy types certain ammo groups uh certain food groups things like that really kind of uh, you know build out the tools the way that you would you would want to you know create like a minecraft server esque style thing or an arc server style s thing where you can really kind of go in and uh, play with all of the little the little uh, details and stuff like that you say move movable shroud yeah 100 I think the shroud should be something that they can actually move in as well too just like an arena
5: I think that that would be great for those those event um, streams. I don't know what it does for the rest of us that aren't involved in those streams. Um, I think at this point, that game mode is is dead. Um, it's just dead.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is the acceptance part of your grief.
5: Uh, well, yeah, and I here's the last salty statement I'll make. I All of the love they put into the tavern and that island, I hope doesn't go away. I hope that they find some way to, to utilize it, memorialize it, have it be something people can see um maybe find some way to bring it to life um, cuz right now it's just it, you know it's always been empty it's been there in the real world but not not utilized um but those commendations those those uh weapons and things like that um I don't ever want to see those accessed in any other way
0: <laughs> so you, you bring up a couple of points that I I would like to to hear from you guys on um the, the let's talk a little bit about the sea dog tavern uh anyone have any ideas on how they could do this Because from what I from what I've seen, it doesn't look like the Sea Dog Tavern is to scale uh, with the the actual like load in that you get for arena. It seems like it is is uh, much smaller than what they normally do. So uh, my idea was just to, to make that door a portal the same way that the Pirate Legend Tavern is and have that arena lobby kind of moved somewhere in the world to be able to offer like you an opportunity to walk through a portal and then it takes you into the tavern that would normally be arena there's no matchmaking but at least you kind of walk in there um anyone have any good ideas on on how to be able to to approach that
3: i i agree with you there i think that i i was looking at it the other day was one of the first things um, me and snipe were talking about the other day um saying that it, it What's happening to it straight away was the first thing so we were, we just decided to sail over and have a bit of a look at it and um, yeah, one of the first things we noticed was the actual arena um, lobby the the actual inside of the tavern feels like it's a lot bigger than the actual game as portrayed it on the outside. So yeah, I think the conclusion we came to was yeah you would have to you'd have to put a portal like a, a door that takes you inside. But I mean, with all these stories that are supposedly coming and mysteries, it it would make a nice area for, you know, like, a. don't mean, we don't know what these stories are, but we presume from the trailer that we saw, not to go into it too much, because I'm sure we will be later, but... We saw Ramsey and we saw Bell and that talking in, in in I think it was the Tavern of the Damned, but mm-hmm. you know more scenes, more areas where they can have those cinematic sort of get-togethers are probably going to be something quite useful in the future. Just you know for uh, for more story and more lore, you know, and things to places to go and parts of the story to fill in the gaps. It would make a good area, I think. So yeah, you know what you said there, just making it an area you can go in, and then using it for that would probably be the the, the most logical thing. For oh,
5: Pat's got a good one. It would make it would make Hefe happy. Move those portal doors that are cluttering up the map. And just have it be there.
2: <laughs> make me happy as well, Regis. <laughs>
0: Regis, you had an idea in chat there. You want to share that with everyone?
2: Yeah. Um. When I first saw that uh, they were building the Sea Dogs Tavern in the Adventure, I thought. Oh, that's going to be an outpost or something along the lines of that and they didn't and i thought well if now that the cats now they're going to get rid of arena would it be more fitting to have the sea dog tavern itself to be like the eighth outpost if you will because yeah. uh, we already have the shopkeepers the, the the shipwright the supplies necessary and the, the size of the whole thing is like probably as big as like dagger two for some of those larger islands in the outposts i mean so yeah, could they could do
0: that? Anyone have any thoughts on that? You want to jump in?
2: Could
3: become the first port rather than an outpost, maybe. Well, everyone that hit rank five
0: is going to be getting uh, those ship cosmetics from Arena. What if they made it so that anyone that had those ship cosmetics uh, had the Sea Dog Tavern as an optional shipping point? Because all of those, uh, all of those livery sets have a, a like a specific docking area over at the sea dog tavern if you run around to the different docks they've all got little flags representing their colors uh last time i checked what if you could choose what ship you wanted to uh from those arena sets and it would spawn you in at that location at arena
3: that would be cool yeah, that i would can't, be cool. can't see a reason why that would give an unfair advantage to anybody so yeah that would be a cool idea
4: it would only give a disadvantage because local people could spawn there. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. New <laughs> arena.
3: <laughs>
0: there is a, a large area around that that spire, uh, where there's not a whole lot going on. Um, we don't know necessarily if that's going to to you know be the case forever. I know there's a uh, there's the one. What is the Shores of Plenty fleets moved to that area? But then we've got like uh, the the Shrine of in uh, what is it? The shrine that's just south of Shipwreck Bay that's close by, and then of course Reaper's Hideout. Uh, but I mean, there is a, a fair amount of uh, ocean in that area to to be able to set up a, a interesting little area. Maybe there's uh, an event that comes in that is an arena style area, but instead of it being a small area with just the the shroud, what if it was just the fog and there was one area within the center of the map? that is opened up from the fog uh and you you know anyone that's coming in close within maybe like five squares in perimeter uh has to deal with the fog but once you get inside that's where there's like a little mini arena mode how do, do you guys want arena to uh, elements to move to see a thieves adventure or or do you want it to just you know i, I professor I know you're already gonna say it's dead leave it dead but anyone else feel like there, there's a potential with Arena for any of that to move to uh, Adventure? Because I know I, I want the, the turn-in points to come to Adventure.
4: Yeah, I think the will just evolve the MLA again. <laughs> It'll be interesting
1: if they baited an outpost or made those turn-in points pop up like a T-post or something like that where you yeah. can get different things.
3: Quite nice if they moved around just randomly, just slowly, or maybe if they just changed location. You know, during the uh, during the week, yeah, there's day. something like
1: that in the, art, in the art book. Yeah, the art yeah. book has traveling uh, posts or boats that give off give yeah. things, or supposedly, but the art book has something in there like that. A merchant, some kind of merchant that goes around with different items.
0: So, what if they had? Uh, sorry, Mor- Morpheus. Zoo.
1: Oh no, yeah, I was just saying that that it, the art book has a lot of concepts that that need to come to the game, not necessarily out of Arena, but you know, things that they could do for Arena stuff to meld into the adventure without being arena yeah. per se
0: so what, what do you guys think about the idea of the the reaper's chest-esque style situation we right now uh shipwrecks are in and about the world all the time uh the turn-in points for arena are just essentially fortified uh shipwrecks uh with people on them to be able to turn in those sea dog chests and and having a beacon style chest that appears is, is not uncommon for adventure. But what if they did bring in the sea dog chest to adventure and the, the beacon would show up uh, the same way that it does in arena. But the, the span of the, the distance that it takes for you to travel from where it spawns to say where w- one of these turn in points is, uh, is, you know, maybe like half of the half of the actual map. Do you think that people would flock to that better than like a Reaper's Mark? Uh, Because the Reaper's Mark was intended as a a way to try and incite PvP. I don't think that it ever really accomplished that. I don't think anyone ever looked at the Reaper's Mark flag and thought, oh, yeah, I want to go take them on. Uh, unless that was like their their main goal not to say that it doesn't happen but it, it doesn't happen nearly as much as i i think people or i think the team wanted it to but say a sea dog tavern chest did show up with a beacon in the world and somewhere across the world there was uh one of the the red flared uh turn in points that is those shipwrecks um and you had to get the chest from where it spawned on a shipwreck to the actual turn in point uh regis actually go ahead jump in with your thought you you had a thought about the that as well too
2: well you mentioned how you want to bring the sea dog's chest into the arena make it like you know well, what if uh make much like how you could even turn in the Reaper chest, either the tavern, tavern Lorena, or the the Reaper's hideout. Maybe make the sea dog's chest exclusively. T- t- make the sea dog's tavern the only way you can turn in the sea dog's chest once it appears in the world. Makes it more like you know, obvious. Or maybe like uh if somebody sees it on the map and somebody's like you know delivering it, they're like okay, we'll go there, we'll try and fight for it and hopefully turn it in before they do while we're finding them.
0: I actually like that idea even better. I think having having something where it's like the turn-in points with the red flare being where the, the the sea dog chest is actually spawned and then having to take it to the actual sea dog tavern helps give a centralized point for people to know where to go uh, if they want to try and intercept it. Professor, you had an idea?
5: Yeah. Well, I just was thinking that it's all Nice ideas, but I don't know over the course of a short time that it just doesn't become like all these other uh, events that that we ignore. And then it kind of to me becomes just kind of a mockery of of arena at that point, Um, because it's just one ship going after it. Nobody cares. Just let them have it. Um, Hmm. And maybe you're right. Maybe maybe we should just blow it up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> professor is just like in denial at this point i i don't know how to help it i was gonna say um no i i, I do Easy. see what you're talking about though there, there is a fair uh, anything that comes to adventure i think we'll always have a a hot minute where it's popular look at shrines look at treasuries you know treasuries right now are used to farm uh disney sticks shrines are, are only used for bottles uh that people need to work on the commendations there's always going to be a a problem that sea of thieves has where i think the the end goal of the game really does come down to either just farming gold or just pvping events and stuff like that always kind of uh have their their moment in the sun but it it does feel like there's always a time where people will eventually just start ignoring it i I think most people generally ignore a lot of the reaper's chests unless you guys can tell me otherwise
5: if they're on their way on our way to sinking a ship we'll pick one up.
3: Yeah, I think everything everything has a lifespan, doesn't it? Like you say, it's the, what can what can you say? It's nothing. The novelty wears off, and mm-hmm. then it becomes like a fort. Whereas people don't do the forts as much; they're waiting for the Fort of Fortune, or you know, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, so,
5: should we get copyright uh, problems and just start playing the for every season song?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh prof- or, or morpheus uh feel free to jump in um you got some some feelings on the reaper's chests
1: yeah i i I picked them up like um whoever said like when they're on the way to do something i don't battle ships i'm terrible at uh pvp in this game but i've gotten far enough to to get a lot of things so i'll pick them up when i feel the when i see them on the way or something if i need something out of a shipwreck and they're there um i won't go out of my way i find that nobody tries to attack you anymore when you have one so um i started doing skeleton captains and i've gotten three of them reaper's bounty ones pop as a dig so that's cool um but yeah i won't i won't go to like the devil's roar anymore i only did that to get the accommodation. The um i went on my way to get a bunch of them i got over seventeen thousand 000 the balloons that i'm waiting for uh to cash in on uh tomorrow hopefully the multiplier goes on that so they they're not really worth much to me um so I'm just waiting for tomorrow to that's why I use my doubloons on that uh, golden hour and that that multiplier that's going to come at the end of the day.
0: Yeah,
1: hopefully that works. That'll I, be I, interesting.
0: I think you're touching on a on a bigger problem uh, at hand right now and that's we have a uh, and, and I think th- this actually kind of speaks a little bit as to why people generally ignore the reaper's chests and is potentially the main issue that we're talking about as far as like why it wouldn't work to bring a sea dog tavern chest or a sea dog chest into adventure. And I think that comes back to uh, the rewards for it. You know, if if the cosmetics for the the base C dog cosmetics were um, available, but you had to use those through a currency like silver, and the only way to get silver was this rare three hour spawn on a chest. Uh, you know, would that be more incentivized? Like right now, nobody has a reason to do anything with doubloons. And I think that's part of the reason why not many people are really hunting down the opportunity to, you know, no one, no one turns in gifts for the doubloons, even though it's one of the easiest way to earn doubloons. Uh, nobody really goes out of their way to get, um, reapers chests and stuff like that. So I think the bigger issue here is, is we, we don't have anything to do with those currencies, and that's why we aren't, uh, you know, fussed with going out of our way to try and earn them. Unlike gold, where you have like the Dark Adventurer set is kind of the the main dump for uh, a lot of the, the big pools of gold that people had. With the balloons, I think if they introduced uh, stuff that was limited to just doubloons again, that would maybe help kind of uh, build up that ecosystem around it. Uh, What if they were to do something similar with uh, sea dog chests, where it's it's based on silver? It is another currency, but the silver is specifically used to buy sea dog common or buy sea dog. Cosmetics that I I would, for the safety of of not starting a, an exclusivity war here, uh, we'll say that they're a fresh new set of Sea Dog cosmetics. <laughs>
1: that would be very interesting in the fact that uh, they would make it make another, um, currency that maybe has work. Hopefully they, it'll, it'll keep to have, have worth like build rat to blooms don't have any worth anymore. Um, make, if you brought, so they would have to make sure that there was the, the currency exchange would, would be, uh, to bring out new cosmetics to buy and keep that up because they don't do that with the build rat blooms anymore. So yeah, only if they would able to, to do that particular thing with making new cosmetics and keeping up like they do have started with the, with the ledger system now so it, yeah. that's the only way i see it working
0: prof if you could get a sea dog curse and a tattoo set through silver on a chest that spawns every three hours you had to turn it into the tavern and the uh the turn-ins uh uh shipwrecks in arena where the the points of spawn somewhere on the world and it showed uh the beacon just like that would that be an interesting thing for you to to want to jump in jump with or get in with
5: for a time for a time it, it's not it's not sustainable gotcha um you know and you end up with the same problem we've already said with you know the other chests um you know they're useful to play games with like i put in chat i've snuck those reapers chests onto ships so i can keep an eye on them on the map um and things like that but what am i going to do with more than fifty thousand doubloons i mean less than two percent used doubloons maybe rare will kill those too
0: i i'm always in for i'm always for consolidating currencies i've never been a huge fan of adding currencies which is why this is a weird conversation for me but i i I do i do think that there's an opportunity uh for them if that was the case uh pad says another expensive ship set for doubloons i i'm i'm very much in favor of that let's get a, a a very cool set that's just built off of doubloons as a way to to do that and let people work on those. See if uh, see if people start playing with uh, uh, gifts and uh, and reapers uh, reapers chests again.
5: <laughs> oh, I can't throw them off the ship anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. A big bad Pad says in chat, "Old boy set." I I don't know if I, I don't know if you want to take a, a reward for the dedicated arena players and offer that as a uh, a way to to purchase for people who i mean it's already bad enough i'm getting it and i didn't earn it the way most people earned it uh so i mean i I don't know if i'd want to offer that up as a way to to purchase that set through the balloons
5: walk the plank patty
0: uh so we we've i've loved the raise the salt level uh i love the conversation that we've had um we are we are kind of encroaching in on this episode's uh time limit for for the recording and stuff but um as we kind of round things out uh I, i we didn't get a chance to really dive into the other stuff but we got a roadmap um we're going to be getting uh, uh uh new characters we're going to be getting new forts anyone have any any quick thoughts on the uh the little uh one to two player mini forts that are coming
5: I Want more details on that um it's interesting i i my excitement for it did lessen when i found out it was only going to just it's really keyed for one or two players and not not something larger
3: Wait. they said it was scalable didn't they
5: well, even then, yeah. it's not like a world type event. It's 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 a it's a ship event kind of solo event thing. You know, I'm gonna sail in there, lock the door, and the rest of the seas can you know do whatever. I don't know if they're. I don't know how they are gonna keep the older
4: players out if it's just a two player event. There will always be ways for people to ruin other people's fun. You know. Ruin?
1: What? Yeah, always.
5: No. <laughs> um nah, Well, ruining someone
4: else's fun is my fun. So,
5: <laughs> I think you know you've got the similar mechanic that you've got with the um with the mermaid uh, shrines and stuff, where the treasure is locked in the mermaid. Um, I kind of envision this kind of being the same way. You can't be bothered or or messed with until the end when you choose to to sail out, and at that point, you're fair game again. Um.
0: So to read a little bit about this, this is something that's coming in season six that I'll be diving into, but the little blurb that they put out said that there will be six sea forts appearing around the Sea of Thieves, each with a sea fort captain and their ghostly crew defending the loot inside. Uh, as for what brings these phantasmal fortifications from the Sea of the Damned into the Land of the Living, uh, we'll, uh, we're just going to have to play through the first batch of adventures to find out um just kind of from my perspective i i love doing these kind of smaller events uh we've seen with some of the forts that you can actually row a rowboat into the actual fort itself uh so i think there's going to be a real interesting play here the way people like to do the the gold vaults i think gold vaults were very very successful Um, I would love to see uh, how these work out because there's more opportunity with these kind of scattered around the world for ships to be kind of lying in wait. Uh, You know, there's there's a good way to hide a fort uh, or hide a ship behind a fort, and there's not going to be any way to really tell if they're active or not. So, uh, I think this will help with potentially some of the toxicity that might be coming in from uh, diehard PvPers into adventure. I think adventure players who are more pve leaning uh may want to go and actually do some of these as opposed to worrying about doing a a, a gold vault and trying to hide their ship um i think they're really interesting i think we're going to dive more into them in the future but was there anything that came from the the uh, announcement from season uh or from the the event for 2022 that anyone wanted to touch on
3: i uh i I was looking at the, annoyingly, <laughs> the last of the seasons they spoke about, which was season nine. I'm interested to see what the new social options for crews is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't think of what that would be. I'd be interested yeah. to see how that goes, but I, it is kind of cool to see that. players? Sorry?
4: Maybe Captain blacklisting players like trolls. Maybe you can blacklist them.
0: Ooh. Maybe. That would be interesting.
3: Captaincy update. <laughs>
4: <Was it laughs> God, I wish <laughs> that were true.
0: They did say that there was going to be um, pirate legend content coming soon, which I I think we're all excited for Uh, to speak to the arena thing. I think uh, one thing that I did want to mention that was kind of uh, a misunderstanding on my part was uh, they are looking to bring versions of the pirate legend weapons that are in arena to adventure so that uh anyone that has uh from from what i understand and, and guys feel free to jump in to correct me if if i'm if i'm uh not getting this right but anyone that has the original pvp weapons from arena that were the Pir- pirate legend winning weapons uh those will remain and you can still have those uh, a different version of those is being worked on for adventure specifically
5: you can have your fiesta or coral seas version of the sea dogs set
0: <laughs> i'm fine with that <laughs> i i didn't i like i said i loved arena when it came out i hate what the, i hate what it became um i'm glad that they're taking out to be able to focus on adventure uh in anyone that didn't get it i'm sorry you didn't get it it was out for three years if you came to the game late and just found out about it th- those are the people that i have sympathy for yeah. for the folks that so, haven't been playing the whole time
3: yeah they're the they're the people that if they have just got into this with this sudden burst of Xbox uh, Series S is taking off over Christmas. If Sea of Thieves is one of those games that they've just jumped into and said, oh, this is this is amazing, you know, and they've discovered the Arena, and now they've been met with this, I feel sorry for those people. But I fear a lot of the people, certainly the ones on Twitter that are complaining, saying they're at level 49. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> You're not. You know. If you're at level forty nine, you've already done all the hard work. You'd grind out that last level, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You've got so, time for that. Yeah. Well you've still got time, but you'd lose that level fifty reward. So Well, yeah, yeah. even so, you know, yeah. I will
0: I will say that I, I jumped into Arena last night. Uh I jumped on an open crew for Galleon and uh that was miserable never
3: but that was an experience oh my
0: god the 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 sheer lack of focus that people there was like one other guy on the entire crew that had any semblance of how to actually play the game so ditch that uh i jumped on a duo sloop open crew and the first one that i jumped into the guy was like he knew what to do he was like in it he was he was going for it and we won, I think we won like two or three matches uh, before we got second place after a bad thing. And then he left and then I was like, all right, well, if he's gone, I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk it. But yeah, most people generally just sail over to the fort that's on the map and they just TDM. And there's maybe you and one other ship that go after the chests. And it's like, that's, that's, that's not fun. That's, that's just a, uh, yeah, it wasn't
5: a fun I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I got almost all of my Sea Dog stuff in random cruise.
0: I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm just saying it's painful and much like rabies. <laughs> much <laughs> like, much like old Yeller with rabies. It, it was. It's time. It's time. It is, it is
4: painful. It's different. You gotta like change your perspective on those people. They're open minded.
0: <laughs> you, you know whatever works for you know everyone has different pain thresholds i'm not gonna say you know one person's you know uh pain is is another person's pleasure i'm just it was not it was not for me i was i was uh having a, a decent enough time but it was like the whole time just constant dealing with the shakes and adrenaline and i'm like yep this is why i don't play this <laughs> mode
4: i like to document the open crew people in arena they're fascinating <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh well folks um oh go ahead professor what'd you have
5: you you just asked about just other things in the event yeah, i yeah. picked up maybe some more emphasis on factions i don't know if you did
0: mm, yeah uh well we can spend uh, a little time on that um we did find out that uh bell legend of the deep is confirmed to be coming to Sea of thieves she's a a character that has been in the In the works for a long time uh with no indication that she would actually make it to the game but now that we know that she's making it to the game we have an opportunity to discover what the intent of her was outside of the original plan which was to replace ramses uh or or be the ramses for the game when it was uh still in in alpha and beta um and the idea of this is, is is narrative is now going to be on a season by season basis as far as progressing the story and Part of that is being given to the community. The community will now have an opportunity to uh, participate in different parts of the event to give us some some semblance of agency, something that I think I'm pretty sure I talked about this forever ago, too where I wanted there to be uh different ways to impact the story to to be able to say like anything that we do in the game kind of moves the story forward and we have more agency with what we do with that. Uh and I think it's uh it, and, and I in Regis actually you bring this up it, it is kind of a choose your own adventure thing but as a as a community based thing. And I think that's I think it's amazing. I think it's really, really great. Uh I'm looking forward to next month when we get to sit back and, and kind of chat a little bit more. I think Next month we we may have more details on on what that's going to look like. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on that uh, as we as we get into that. So but yeah, it's really cool that we're we're having that opportunity. I think I think that's exactly what I think the game needs. I think it needs to live in that world. And I think the pirates living in that world has always been part of their design is to try and, and, and bring our influence into that, you know, our theories and our thoughts and our and our our feelings on it. Uh, but this just actually makes it more interesting. You guys are all saying some great stuff in chat. Why don't you jump in, start sharing some feelings?
3: <laughs> the, uh, are we having a uh, community day at the end of every month now as well. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 if you look at that that t- 2022 uh, roadmap, at the end of every one of those seasons, it says community day. Yeah,
0: it'll be. I, I hope it's not at the end of the season because again, I'm I'm really hating. The idea mm. that it's going to be at the end of the month when ledgers are the most vulnerable to sway.
5: I agree. That would be stressful. It is but, stressful. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm watching my I reapers typed in chat that uh, Bell could possibly pull me away from the Reapers. I, I think she's an awesome character, even though we know very little about her. So learning more of, of her lore and her story is going to be exciting. Um That's not to stay, say I still won't be an evil, bloodthirsty pirate looking to sink ships. Um, but Um uh, it's intriguing
0: if if you could uh if you give me a couple words about Belle that that would be the reason why she's she's pulling you away could, could you describe those words
5: you, you know the 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 mm-hmm. full live statue that they've got there at rare mm-hmm. is just awesome she's she is bad <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> i'll i'll uh I'll, I'll meow that out later but yeah uh, no i i <laughs> I agree. Um, I think it was uh Jeff Pegleg Perez who put on Twitter that she is the Lady Demetresque of Sea of Thieves now. Uh, and I'm and I'm glad to see that we're getting a female protagonist in the game that uh, isn't just the, the kind of sit back and see how things play out the way Lorena worked out to be. I was actually kind of bummed that Lorena was
5: yeah.
0: kind of resolved to just being the new leader of the build rats. I think, uh, I think having bell being a more, um, active role in, in the world is going to be really cool. And I can't wait to see, uh, what, what's going to be going. Patty even says that he, he says, uh, she's not sat in a tavern all the time. Exactly. <laughs>
3: I'm going to get cheers like the lady Dim- Dim- Dimitri, is it? Dimitris? Dimitrescu. Right, Dimitrescu, yeah. that's it. I couldn't... Uh, if it is, does that mean they're going to have to make the doors bigger? Because isn't she about eight foot tall?
0: <laughs> well, she's pretty big on that buoy, so who knows? She she That may be life size. <laughs> Max, you had some thoughts? Jump in here.
4: Well, I think it's kind of funny. She became... Uh, Lorena became leader and then follows up by doing absolutely nothing in-game.
0: it's true Uh, just having her hang out is sometimes you know sometimes having Duke the Dark Lord ousted is good enough
5: I knew it I knew it that's the only reason you like her
4: what (laughs) she's doing one thing she's getting absolutely hammered at the outpost
0: (laughs) I mean that's not a bad thing is it
3: I mean she seems like a laugh to me I'd go for a drink with her Uh, living the dream life you know (laughs) she knows how to
0: cut a mango that's for sure (laughs) <laughs> all right friends thank you so much for jumping in with me um i'm gonna break down the list uh I'm, I'm glad that we got a chance to dive into this i didn't i didn't expect the whole episode to become an arena uh memoriam but uh, i guess we needed to have those eulogies out so that we could kind of put it to rest uh Hefe, i know you've been quiet i know you've been been uh traveling during this time hopefully you've uh, uh, felt like your your voice has been heard but uh any any parting words as we head out?
1: I'll just say that TDM says bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh uh, yeah that'll be nice uh morpheus first time joining us long time listener thank you for jumping in this week uh it was it was really nice to hear your voice um anything you want to share or say as we as we head out
1: oh yeah thank you for letting me join captain logan and um uh, long live arena uh, may it go in peace <laughs> may it uh never come back except for eulogies and adventure <laughs>
0: max uh mutinous max joining us uh again for the first time thanks for for jumping in it was great to have you hopefully uh you guys decide to come back next month as well too so any parting words as we head out
4: yeah i do thank you captain and remember to thank your
0: regis jumping in as always thank you for joining us for the one year anniversary of the gold order episodes uh any parting words
2: not much really just uh live long plunder and say true to yourself and all that stuff
0: <laughs> true as always uh professor joining us again any parting words as we head out
5: um i'm at professor underscore t on twitter post there on occasion um salty old sea dog and the proud owner of the rarest commendations and sea dogs Um, sets and weapons on the seas
0: awesome and uh, patty who's whose audio for some reason isn't coming through this episode uh, i'm glad that you were able to stick around and and get your voice in Uh, i really don't know why you say that that I, i mean i appreciate that you said that mina is probably the best person on the on the world and that you absolutely love uh spending time with her and think that she's a much better pirate than you that's very humble of you to say xbox mike anything you want to say as far as parting words go
3: uh no it's uh thanks for having me um and just uh, it was nice to see some new people in here in the uh in the Yes God. in the uh, gold hoarders this week so it's good to see you all guys and uh well done logan on the amount of patreon subscribers you seem to have gained over the recent month or so you've done really well there mike uh, I, congratulations!
0: I, I put it all to you guys uh, you guys are the ones that, that make the podcast popular I just put the podcast out uh, the support has been amazing so thank you I think we just hit 40 uh, this episode so uh, truly truly uh, amazing love you guys all so much uh, Norwegian was holding a three month old that's adorable Norwegian uh, if you're back did you have any, any parting words you wanted to share with anyone
2: thank you for having me thank you for the community and everything that you've done this is a wonderful Love
0: it. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you were able to, to jump in with us and stuff and and make sure you're taking care of your, uh, you and your newborn. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's going to do it. Friends, uh, thank you all so much for jumping in. Um, i i think that'll do it oh, yeah i think we'll we'll end it here i as always i'm I'm probably going to be spending most of uh tonight and tomorrow kind of working through the the edits and stuff like that uh but thank you all for joining me it was it was really good to have some new voices in and get some thoughts and and uh really kind of round out the arena i think that was a, a really big a big shock for everyone
3: yeah definitely
1: yeah definitely excited to get some some new voices in here so welcome guys hope you
0: guys keep coming back all right pirates that's going to do it for this episode of the keelhauled podcast thank you to everyone for listening if you have a moment head over to itunes i would love to get some more reviews under the belt uh just to share some thoughts and some feelings about the podcast it makes a difference and also we are doing uh spotify ratings now so they are doing the uh five star rating over on spotify you get a chance if you're listening there thank you to anyone who does that it means the world to me uh it really does help just kind of you know do that whole thing that social media doesn't always do so hopefully more pirates can find the Keelhaul podcast and find more friends to sail with so if you want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do so just head over to the show notes the links are in there if you want you can also uh look at twitter and see me on at capt underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always email the podcast at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com and uh pirates i think that's gonna do it so thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves
2: Robots Radio Podcast. Spark shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
4: Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast.
3: You know how, like, poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's How's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles because one of the parties speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. (laughs) And then adventure falls into your lap. Plop.
4: This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. (laughs) So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game,
1: you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls.
4: But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it.
1: You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there.